that is going on Wolfpack Nation. I hope everybody's doing well this evening. Thank you all so much for tuning in here with us for another edition of the Stuffy Talk live show. we got all of us here today. We've got Kenzie here today uh, joining us, but I will forewarn everybody that she is at the beach right now, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, so that is why her internet is so-so, but... <laughs> but 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 we'll forgive her because at the end of the day, I mean, again, she's joining us from from vacation, so that's that's dedication right there, yeah. talking to state stuff. So uh, so we'll give you a benefit of the doubt there, Ken. But but make sure, first of all, if you're tuning in here with us, first of all, just send us a comment. Let us know who's here. Uh, let us know uh, just again, just just what's going on, everybody. Any kind of what questions you have, we'll definitely make sure to get to them here today. So, but with that being said, though, again, I mean, obviously. Man, we're another day closer here to, to NC State football coming back. And uh, actually, too, we were actually doing some math. And so uh, so for those who don't know, uh, uh, Mickey and I, and it sounds like even Greg, too, even possibly we could convince to uh, go to the Clemson game. And then uh, uh, my family just put together plans to go to Louisville. Okay, Kansas is going. So, uh, and then obviously ECU and UNC, we're going to be there, no doubt about it. We ain't missing that. So the only game which I don't think we can convince any of the Tuffy Talk people to go to is Syracuse, unless anybody wants mm, to bite the bullet on so. that. <laughs> Megan can't hear you. I thought, uh, Lane, that the uh, Tuffy Talk budget would fly us all up there. Layton Smith budget more so, I would say. I'm kidding. Yeah. Layton uh, makes a big buck. Bruh. <laughs> no i don't see yeah. any of us making it up to syracuse no i mean just it's it's yeah it's 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 pretty expensive actually i remember uh, uh got my syracuse orange on today though yeah you do cheap. you do actually you gotta watch out for that <laughs> but i remember my Atlantic now <laughs> yeah. but i remember my senior year we actually flew uh my my wife uh now my wife uh up up there and it was quite expensive to to get there has anybody else been to syracuse on the toughy talk team and tuning in here with us oh really okay had a couple was it a recent trip or it was a while ago okay yeah greg you're, you're muted guy flip that button <laughs> anyway what's going on justin appreciate you tuning in with us man go ahead greg no, I- yeah, I would say I did it for basketball when we were when we were in the Sweet Sixteen. So okay. I, I haven't done it for football. Uh, okay, yeah, I tell you, it's definitely an interesting setup. Uh, you know, for for their basketball court, especially with such a historic program like Syracuse. You know, to, yeah, to play in it's weird, but yeah, I said in bleachers. It was like going to like a high school football game. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but with that being said, though, uh, Justin says nope. So yeah, uh, it sounds like. Uh, very few have been Syracuse, but it is it is cool, but just it's it's expensive. Syracuse isn't probably going to be that good this year, so I'm not – I don't think many people are very keen to paying so much money to get there, but I go ahead and make it cold. I think their defense cold. is not too bad. And Sean yeah. Tucker, but – I've read – well, yeah, I have read their defense uh, was actually – their defense, if you look at the numbers, was actually – It wasn't decent. bad, yeah. It was good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I don't know if they bring everybody back, but I imagine their defense may not be that bad. I think it actually might be a – pretty good defense it's just mm-hmm. uh, they can get anything out of garrett schrader i mean he can run but he can't really throw so yeah, yeah. now i gotta run the ball 40 times a game pretty much well especially with sean tucker they're gonna get, mm-hmm. feed him the ball like there's no tomorrow um but in one but one good piece of, one one good piece of news though which i found out today is uh uh me and my family locked down tickets for the ecu game but the funny thing is that so we're actually sitting on the home side lower level pretty low because i mean so basically it was like uh do i want to be in the shade but be in the middle of a bunch of ecu fans or do i want to yeah. be on the wayside cooking half to death 
but with NC State fans, so I was like, ah, screw it. It'll just make it that much more sweeter when we beat them in front of uh, yeah. in the middle of all these ECU fans. So, so yeah, I'll take it. There'll still be a decent amount of state fans on that side, I'm guessing. Probably. Oh, probably. How how brutal was the cost? Uh not too shabby. I mean, because uh, so I, I I will say. I mean, we have a family friend of ours who's a ECU fan. That actually lives gotcha. in actually lives in in Greenville. So we're actually going to stay with them the, the night before and night after and make a weekend out of it. But uh, uh, so so he hooked us up because he's a part of the Pirate Club or whatever their thing is. Yeah. I guess the Pirate Club. Yeah. So all yeah, right. So that means go that's ahead. That's what Kansas. we're doing because my mom went to ECU, so there she's go. gonna be wearing purple and gold in her roommate. <laughs> We're no. staying at her roommate's house, but don't worry. There's like eight or like no. four of us that are going to be ripping or red hey, and Greg, Greg, the starting price on StubHub for that game is 125 bucks ticket. Yeah, it's, it's actually down a little bit. I looked a couple weeks ago; it was almost 300 dollars. But that's 125 well, before all the service fees. So yeah, it's going to be like 200. Yeah. Assume another seventy percent more, and then you're that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but keep in mind though too that uh, that single season tickets haven't haven't even gone on sale yet. So Correct. I think it's August fourth or August fifth. So make Something sure like Wolfpack Nation. So so people like Greg, etc., don't want to pay ridiculous price uh, to get tickets. You know, ahead of time, just wait for that date, and then whatever that I think it's either August fourth or fifth. Again, we'll we'll double check that. Make sure to tweet out because once that date hits, we want every NC State fan to it's to pack, pack red out. Exactly, pack red out. So that being said, we'll jump on over here to Tuffy's Weekly Rewind. Here we go. So, gotta jump on. Even though it's funny, I made these backgrounds, but obviously now with you know having six screens is kind of you know doesn't re- even really matter anymore. But it's okay, you know. It's I'll, I'll, I'll still we get fourteen screens, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. We need to add a couple more people to the Tuffy Talk team. Uh, no. Uh, so obviously one of the biggest things that came out uh, was well a couple of things. So obviously the men's basketball and women's basketball out of conference schedules came out. Uh, I think that the women's basketball conference schedule definitely was much more of an eye opener than yes. the men's side was. Uh, but you know, I think that obviously with the men's basketball, that in conference is tough enough. Where it's like with out of conference, you're you're okay if it's not really that difficult, really. Especially right with, with where we are right now, where we're just like we're just trying to go up a couple steps. We're we're trying not to get down, knocked down anymore. You know, so, <laughs> that's kind of my thought. Uh, so, Kenz, what, what were your initial reactions to uh, either women's or men's out of conference? I'll let you pick. Uh, men's, it wasn't. I didn't really have like that much of a moment or anything when I looked at the out of conference rec- or schedule. But the battle for Atlantis, I think that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be when our, what our team actually is capable of. I feel like that's where we're going to see that at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Macon, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, the only game on the NC State's non-conference schedule that was interesting was Vanderbilt. Besides the battle for Atlantis, um, I honestly don't remember who, who what, what the women's schedule looks like. I'm trying to go back and look here. I'm looking at it now. Okay, so we got uh, Charlotte, UConn, UConn, the Vanderbilt, West Virginia, Iowa, Georgia. Those are some pretty solid teams, particularly the uh, UConn and Iowa games. So. Yep. It'll, those will be really good matchups. It's definitely a different tier of a non-conference schedule than the men's team right now. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Well, well, keep in mind, too, that the three toughest games I think you could pick out at, in the out-of-conference are Georgia, Iowa, 
and uh, UConn. All three of those are on the road. So yeah. uh, definitely, you know, tough, tough, tough. But I think that for those who have checked out the Madison Hayes interview that we did with her a couple of weeks ago, which, which if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure to do that as a must, must watch. But uh, I mean, she, she kind of went in a little bit more into detail in terms of how this team is going to look. And I mean, she definitely thinks that, that this team can eclipse what, what, what was accomplished last year. I think that she's very excited about the, how this team's going to be put together with obviously with, with the return of diamond Johnson, having a full off season with Westmore, uh, you know, Snyder rivers, you know, looking to really make her name known, uh, you know, was a big time recruit that transferred from South Carolina, uh, you know, and a couple other great transfer additions as well on top of Jakia Brown Turner, you name it. It should be a special team this year. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely make sure, again, if you haven't already get season tickets yet, it, make sure to definitely go do that. It should be a lot of fun, especially for, for women's. But, hey, with men's, hey, sky's the limit. But we'll talk a little bit more about them as we we actually have a question about them in our uh, Tuffy's mailbag. But with that being said, we're going to have to jump over here to a special edition here as we're going to do, once again, the 6,000-follower special NC State trivia. So first of all, thank you all so much for getting us there to that awesome, awesome mark. Only a year and a half in, we started uh, Tuffy Talk back in either December, late December, January. Our Twitter account uh, in, back in January of 2021, we already hit 6,000 followers, so we really appreciate that. So with that being said, we had so much fun with uh, the trivia last week that we're going to do it again this week. But but the difference is that last week we did five questions, but in honor of it being 6,000 followers special. We're going to do six questions. Six hey, Meg, look at you. Six, we're going to do 6,000 questions. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I'm still riding high off I'm riding high off my championship from last week. So yeah. Yes. The, the way you did that sound effect is like you bleeped him out like he was cussing. Like he was right. <laughs> 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 No, I, I just there six thousand followers. Well, no, I, I was just, I was just, I was just like, oh man, Macon's gonna start talking. Man, I need to do his sound effect. So, because yeah. for those who don't know that, he's been dying for that sound effect for for ever since we started this <laughs> oh, thing. Yes, uh, yes. And uh, uh, Will Pryor commented and said, "What's up, guys? Bought four season football tickets this year, first time in twenty plus years. I don't believe Greg is cheap. No, Greg is not cheap. I can no. tell you that right now. That is not a word." <laughs> Within well, all the those helmets of Greg. behind him, the nice fireplace. Yeah, uh, come on. Banner. Yeah, I, I'm not no. cheap. I just don't like wasting money. So if I can find a better right. deal, I'll find the better deal. So I'll go, you can call me frugal. Hey, hey, Greg goes to a lot of nice concerts too. I'm just saying, you might. That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. So make sure if you're commenting again with us, uh, make sure again to to send in your answers, your thoughts as as we go and as these questions come. Uh, we'll definitely try and keep up with it. And then also, too, if you're just listening to us or, or checking us out after, make sure again to still put in the comments or even just let us know how you do as well with answering these five questions. We'll love to know. So with that being said, and Kenzie, a lot of pressure too because first time, so got got to right. go big here. Oh, so nervous. first question. What were the original NC State yeah. colors? D. A. Well, yeah, hold on here, Ken. Jeez. <laughs> Man, a little quick to jump the gun. You, you could be wrong. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Spoiler oh, alert. She's booted. She's booted. I thought it was first. All right. We eat each option, and then let's All right. Go. All right. Yeah. Let's try this again. <laughs> so, we're doing NC State trivia. Here's the first question. Hey! <laughs> what were the original NC State colors? A, pink and brown. B, red and brown. C, green and brown. D, pink and blue. 
And I think uh, we man, used to be called the NC State gender reveal. Gender yeah. reveals. You should have put one as pink and like put uh, pink and blue, and then another one is blue and pink. That was funny. Well, I just like for some reason like uh, again, it, it's see because honestly, for a while I thought it was pink and brown. For some reason, I thought yeah. I've heard that from somewhere. That's why I thought it was pink and brown, but no, pink and blue. I was like, man, we have blue in our colors at one point. That's right? that's, that's bad. I would was, like to uh, know what shade of blue it was. I mean, obviously, everything was black and white photos. But, I think it yeah. was like a. I think it was kind of close to a Carolina, but not yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but yes, everybody, it was deep, pink and blue. (laughs) Congratulations. One for one. Definitely a little bit of a toss up there, but yeah, yeah, no, just (laughs) thought I started a little bit off. Exactly. Hey, we got, we got five more to go here. So, all right. So, and then yes, Justin got it with D as well. All right. What is Mr. And Miss, not Mrs. Miss Wolf's wedding anniversary? A, 1975, B, 1978, C, 1981, or D, 1985? So, uh, I mean, I gotta guess. Any guesses for sure? We had a saying in the. Go ahead. No, you go. You go. So, when you don't know, when we would take tests in the Navy, our saying was, when in doubt, Charlie out. So, I'm going 1981. Okay. I'm going to say 78. I think it was yeah. earlier. I'm going to go 78, too. I'm going to guess A. I was going to say B, but I'm going to say A because I remember they celebrated a milestone recently. Mm-hmm. And maybe... Yeah. Well, that would be Unless, unless they 21. celebrated in 2018. That'd be a little closer. Yeah. 21 would be right. even closer. All right. So... It's B, but I'm going to go A. All right. So we got make in with locking in 1975. Got Michael and and Mackenzie going in at B, 1978, and Greg at C, 1981. So first of all, Michael and Kenzie, unfortunately, Bruh. you're wrong. And then, <laughs> but, but Macon, Bruh. you're wrong too. Uh. So Greg, you got it, 1981. Oh, Congratulations, oh, Greg. Oh, 1981 yeah. yeah last year celebrate 40 years so yeah. um and ke- and keep in mind that when will ferrell uh when will ferrell did his uh his walk around before the boston college game back in 2015 uh he saw mr and mrs wolf and he said so what was the key to uh to a to a happy marriage and and he looked at it for a while and goes communication right so just keep that in mind <laughs> that for that's that's what made it work so for so for 40 hold years on, hold on, for hold on, hold on. bruh bruh <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question number three. What is the highest ranking ever achieved by NC State football? And it, and it happened back in 1967. Got a3, B5, C6, D8. So with Greg saying he got it, he'll go last. Uh make it. What do you think? A. A. Ken's, what you got? <laughs> Oh. Man, she's thinking about it. All right, all right, she's pulling a making. Yeah, <laughs> I am thinking about it. I'll go. I want to say B, but making sounded really. So I'm gonna go in A. Okay, I was, I was just wrong. That's probably not a good move. <laughs> what? What did you Michael wrong? say? I'll say D. D eight. D. Okay, D eight. All right. So we got three. Because Greg, what'd you say? Did you say uh, nothing yet? yet? You haven't asked me, but I'm gonna go. All right, with go a. ahead. 
A. Go ahead, A. All right. So oh. we got Macon, McKenzie, and Greg saying A. And we got Michael saying D at eight. Well, it is A. A three, the highest. What a loser. No, I'm kidding. What a loser. And then Michael. I'm 0 for 2. I'm 0 for 2. I'm 0 for 3. Well, we've had three questions. so Yeah, we've had three questions. I can be 0 for 2. Yeah. Well, the first one was a gimme. What kind of math did you The first one was a gimme, I thought. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, for those who are tuning in with us, make sure again to send us in the comments what what your answers are as these questions go. We still got three more here. So, uh, um, and who we got? Greg, I think is perfect so far. Three for three, if I'm not mistaken. So he's the one to beat. All right. Question number four: Which coach leads NC State basketball with the most NCAA tournament appearances with seven? A. Herb Sendek. B. Norm Sloan. C. Everett Case. Or D. Jimmy V. This is a trick question. <laughs> How's a trick question? None of the above. I can tell you why. I can tell you why, but I, I have a reason why. I think I know the answer, and I'll share it with it. But I think I got my answer. Yeah, I got a, I got an a- answer. I don't okay. know. Okay. Right. All I'm right. Sure I know I'll jump answer. in. I'm gonna go a Herb Sendik. Okay. Ooh. And then I'll ask your explanation after. Yeah, Greg. Ooh. All right, come on, y'all. What we got? See, see. All right. Okay, Kenzie, <laughs> are you gonna do D? And so we have one for everybody. I'm gonna go Coach Case. Yeah. Okay, so we got so we got uh, Greg with Herb Sendek, and then Michael with Norm Sloan, and then Macon and Kenzie with no, Everett Case. No, Macon, Macon. And then, and then Michael and see. and then Mackenzie had Everett Case. All right. Well, so first of all, Herb Sendek is wrong. Emotional and then, damage. And then B, Norm Sloan is incorrect as well. C is incorrect as well. It's actually Jimmy V was seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jimmy um, had, he had, seven. Lot, he had more after 83. So here's why I knew it wasn't ever a case. I'll say that. Huh. Because here's why I knew it wasn't ever a case. And here's the only reason why I say that. Because back then, the only way you could go mm-hmm. play the NCAA tournament was if you Zero. won the AC championship. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There was mm-hmm. no other way. Yeah. So, yeah. I that didn't know what... at some point it got to be where I'm thinking, okay, but there was the um, David the expansion. Johnson. Yeah. Stuff I haven't right around then. Maybe that was when. Yeah. But I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Was never um, that was my well, that was my that was my thought logic to making just reverse. Like they had opened it up, so that's why I went with Herb instead of Jimmy V. But they 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 expanded it shortly after eighty three. So yeah, like, like well, but around. keep in mind though. So actually, it might be a shocker to you here, but so Jimmy V had seven, Everett Case had six, Herb Sendek had five, Norm Sloan had three. Okay, yeah. well, I'll say that's also too. So, Everett Case was dominant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. and and, and sure. Sloan wasn't there super super long, it, and again. And his exactly. early years were bad. Yeah. Slums, By the way, crazy. if you guys have never watched and first watching, AC made a documentary specifically about the AC tournament. Yep. And it legit is one of the best documentaries I've seen. Agreed. For sports ever. It's really, really good. And if you love yep. NC State, the first three episodes are NC oh, State heavy. God. Yes. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I need after to watch the 83, I after 83, you can turn the series off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for real, though. And do. And UNC. Really good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. I have to watch it. I haven't. I never went back and watched it. It's, it's on demand all this week on ACC. Yeah. So really well done. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, so two more questions here. So now we have nobody is perfect anymore. So, you know, now it's just all on the table. So, all right, which NC State basketball player played the most games ever in an NC State uniform? A, Leonard Freeman, B, Scott Wood, C, Ernie Myers, D, Kozel McQueen. Am I going to Charlie out here, Greg? Should I Charlie out here? <laughs> I, I mean, I was leaning it, not to be, not to be funny. I'm going to Charlie out. I, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, okay. I was too. Clayton, yeah, Leonard Freeman's name's yeah. spelled wrong. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. It's A. Leonard Freeman. Leonard. No. I'll go Scott Wood. Okay. And then, Kenzie, what are you thinking? I want to be, but oh. I feel like, well, like Greg said earlier, one of them. Charlie Al. I'm going to go with Charlie. All right. So, so, uh, so Michael's <laughs> got Scott Wood and Greg and Macon and mckenzie have ernie myers so uh so unfortunately for you michael you're correct it is scott wood by actually only oh, two oh. games actually 138 to 136 but all, all all four of these all four of these guys are actually within four or five games of each other so it's, I yeah, wonder it's close didn't miss a game didn't miss any game that's interesting yeah yeah, my, I was just thinking he played you know he played a lot as a freshman the and, exactly. and the season seasons were longer so yep Yep. yep. Ernie Myers oh, hey. and random, I thought. So I, I kind of thought he fit in there with that Jimmy V era. He might have played four games. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially with the injury to Wit and all that. And nice. That's true. Yeah. And by the way, if those things put two two together, Ernie is married to Annabelle Myers. I'll let everybody put the two two together like that. But. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bonus. Bonus question. You Bonus know. Yeah. All right. So, and then last question, question number six. Which NC State basketball player never won All-American? A. Tom Burleson, uh, Tommy Burleson, uh, B. Sam Sam Rosino, C. Chris Corciani, and D. Julius Hodge. I got it. Really? I mean, the well, when we were, when we, the- I know. I think I know it because when we did all the top fives, I did all the research mm-hmm. on those. So I think. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think I know. Did not all right. win All-American. Well, then Michael, we'll keep you for last time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Whew. it's between A or D for me. Um, That's the same here, Macon. <laughs> man, I'm so thinking back in the day, D, centers were just a premium, but you're also playing in an era with other dominant centers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go A. Yep, that was my thought logic as well. Okay, A. Uh, Greg got A, Tommy Burleson as well, so they both got Tommy Burleson. Uh, Mackenzie, what do you got? Man, she's thinking more. She's frozen. D. Julius Hodge. Okay, Michael. I I was frozen. Sorry. (laughs) C. Chris Corciani. Okay, interesting. All right, so it is Chris Corciani. Wow. Chris Corciani. Actually, but but even though here, let me tell you one funny thing. Uh, In the all-time season assist records, so if you basically the highest amount of assists in a season if you did the the top six in the top six chris chris corsiani has four of them so yeah. literally four all, all four of his seasons rank in the tops in terms of assists per season all wasn't, time wasn't but yeah he, he never won all american he leads nc state in this this oh, oh yeah. yeah a lot, Not yeah, a lot. yeah was he was he number one that he was number one in the acc was he before yeah um, he was number one in the AC before. What's his face um, for UNC? 
beat him out in like 10 years ago. Marcus Page? Guy? No, no. Before Marcus Kendall Page. Marshall? Kendall Marshall. Yep. Kendall Marshall. Okay. Kendall Marshall now has the record for most uh, assists in AC, but I, I thought Chris Corsiani was actually number one. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I know Corch had it for the NCAA for a while. Like, yeah. Like many years he held yeah. the NCAA record for all-time assists. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if Chris was right. if Chris was the uh, he had it before Kendall beat him out. That's only yeah. that. Hey, I have a yeah. I have a suggestion for this game moving forward. If we're gonna do it more okay. often, we should get whiteboards and then write our answers on dry erase. Ooh, <laughs> could do that. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, I got one of those. That'd be a good idea. We could do that. All right, good deal. Yeah, no, I mean it's a lot of fun and definitely no, uh, we'll definitely have to get. We'll have to get uh, fan feedback as well, see if they enjoy it as well, and we'll do it more often. Uh, so with that being said, though, we'll jump into uh, Tuffy's Tweet of the Week. So with that being said, here we go. All right. So our first uh, Tuffy's Tweet of the Week is actually from Wolfpack Stats, which first of all, I do got to give a shout out to Wolfpack Stats. They've been putting out. Some really great stuff recently. Yeah. So make sure to go and follow and check them out for sure. Uh, but so this tweet from Wolfpack Stats says, hard to believe Dave Doran is entering his 10th season. 10th season at NC State. It's crazy to think about. Uh, he is second all-time in wins at NC State and needs nine more wins to pass Earl Edwards, who has 77, Greg. And, and yeah. 78. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I, yeah, I don't think that's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's nine. I th- I think it's and that's one. the number I came up with last week because that was one of the questions yeah. and the answer was ended up being thirteen. So we need to research this somehow because you probably I said got nine it from as well. The same source, wherever yeah. that is. Yeah, I don't know where remember well, where I got it from. But I'm pretty sure it's well, seventy seven. But I don't think it's nine. I think it's actually thirteen. You know, but... now I got to look this up on GoPack. Come on, let yeah. the Mars quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I think the number is seventy seven. I think I think Dorn yes. has yeah. sixty three or something. That's why I'm thinking 63 yeah. or 64. 64. So, yeah. I think Holtz was here for like three years. You know how dominant that was? Three oh, years. And that Mid-70s, was last time we were so good. Like Wait, just, just was, dominant. Mm-hmm. And when he was, he was coached for our last ACC championship, right? No, Bo Ryan was, I thought. Bo Ryan was? Okay, gotcha. But so finishing out the tweet, so uh, so we said Dave has a, a – Fifty-eight percent win percentage, uh, which only Holt, Sheridan, and Rain have surpassed in the last years. And I added in, he commented the uh, the win percentages for the for Holt, which was uh, seventy-one point nine, Sheridan, which is sixty-three point seven, and Ryan, uh, which is sixty-one point nine. So basically, I really wanted to kind of put this out there because I remember we got into there was some tweets going back and forth talking about O'Brien versus Doran and their. You know how how O'Brien was really good and uh, against UNC, you know, winning you know five in a row, six in a row, whatever it was, um, and you know, saying that you know what you get with with O'Brien, but I don't know, folks. I I, I don't really I, I can't really understand a single argument out there to 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 make a argument out there of O'Brien's better or he, you would take O'Brien's over Dorn. I mean, like there's it, Tom O'Brien just had two of the greatest score, NC State quarterbacks ever. And exactly. but other than that, like they were barely five hundred. Yeah. Yep. I, I well, see any and, other reason why. Well, and also too, I mean, like literally, uh, uh, his last year when he had Glennon for the second year, we got mm-hmm. blown out by Virginia at home. Obviously, the famous kick, you know, punt six to Gio Bernard. Uh, again, there was just so much left on the table with such a great quarterback. And I mean, because yeah. you, you know that that's kind of really 
where my head is at, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that, that's pretty much what was my thoughts. I mean, I, I think that Doran, and cause one funny thing too, is that I was looking at the stats and really we haven't had, we've only had two coaches that have coached 10 years or more and that's Doran and Earl Edwards. Uh, so that have been the only two coaches that coached over 10 years. I think that pretty much every other coach was only coached for years max. So it, it, it says a lot to Doran that, I mean, he has been around for this long and, and also to that again, you're seeing that steady incline. And I mean, cause really I kind of say this, but I still really think about it is that, I mean, O'Brien, you always got the same thing. You had one huge upset. You had one huge downfall and then you went seven and five, six and six, eight and four. And you won a bowl game and you beat Carolina. You knew what you were going to get every single year. There was no yeah. difference. So, so I figured it out. Okay, Greg, what is it finally? All right. So if you go to Wikipedia, which we all know is a great source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you go under list of NC State Wolfpack head football coaches, they have Doran with yeah. 69 wins right there. Yeah. Now, if it. you go to the NC State page and you pull up Dave Doran, his main profile page, that's where he has 60, 63. 63. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. Or 64, excuse me. More correct. 64. Yeah. See, so so I had it right, but yeah, no, that's where Wolfpack stats got it from. Yep. So so, uh, <laughs> but but now so, yeah, you so see my logic. So I'm it's, I'm sort of vindicted. Thirteen wins or nine wins. Uh, so, so he needs thirteen 64. wins to tie. Yeah, he, need, he needs thirteen wins to tie Earl Edwards and fourteen mm-hmm. wins to pass him. Yeah, which I'm he'll vindicated. easily do within two years. But I mean, hey, if he could do it this year and go what fourteen? If you if, if he goes undefeated and when when, ACC, when we go fifteen zero, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. Let's go with that. You know, we, we we've been talking for years about how we'd be patient. We're trying to be patient, right? It took time to get where we want to be. And it was really mm-hmm. hard for me to do that because you're like, I, I have so many people. I was always the glass half full kind of. I mean, I know Layton is too, but I have uh, friends I was around that were like, "Dude, Doran just sucks, man. I'm just <laughs> get rid of yeah. him." I'm like, I really don't think so. I think we really yeah. just stick to this guy. And it's it is paying off, especially if he has a season we think he can have. I mean, I would say NC State is a program that a lot of other schools who are trying to, you know, get their fans to buy into the patience thing. It's like, look, you could be if we and you know, especially if we have the win the season we're hoping to have. Look at what NC State did. They way were doing it. You know, progressively got better and better and better. He had the one down year, but it's peaking it continues to get better for them so yeah it's just a testament to the i think they makes patience with him doran's work ethic his ability to grow too you saw him he would just sometimes he just stuck with huxtable and he thought he was never going to get rid of huxtable and then Mm-mm. realized okay you saw him grow because he he realized he cut people he had to mm-hmm. to grow the program as job security so True. Yeah. True. It's 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 funny to look back that you know if he doesn't beat Carolina, what is that? Seventeen. Is it? Uh, Lee and Myers and those guys. Seventeen. I think it's seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Right? Seventeen. Yeah. My senior he, year. My last yeah, game. If he, if he doesn't win that game, he's gone. Probably. Well, yeah. a couple other games. Uh, if he didn't beat Notre Dame in the Hurricane game, he was probably gone. Really? Uh, yeah. In Hurricane. Well, no, that season. You're talking about that season, right? Not that game particularly. Well, again, I mean, obviously, going in, going into it, it was it was it was pretty known that his back was against the wall. Now, obviously, you know, nobody knew 
you know, at that point heading up into the week, you know, that hurt, they was going to have to play in a hurricane, but yeah. <laughs> I do know that, uh, cause, cause again, the problem that everybody saw was that the next week we were playing Clemson. So, so yeah. basically everybody's saying, well, if, if we're, if we can't get by Notre Dame, we dang sure ain't going to get by Clemson. And then from there, it's like, well, we're going to fall downhill after that. So, so that was kind of the thought process, but yeah, I mean, I know his back was against the wall, but yeah, I mean, McKeever, man, Pharaoh McKeever. Farrah McKeever. <laughs> yeah. McKeever, Mr. Farrah McKeever clutch. Yeah. And I still remember to this day, I remember the Maryland game in 2013, uh, standing on, on the home sideline, my first year as equipment manager. And uh, it was uh, so Maryland game, last game of the year. And there was a fan, which I won't describe or say where he was or whatever it may be. Greg. Uh, uh, Greg uh, yelling, good. yelling at O'Brien a couple rows up and saying, bring back O'Brien. Bring back that definitely O'Brien. wasn't me. And, oh, Oh, I mean, I mean, screaming at the top of his lungs right to Doran. Okay, so so. correction, correction. It was it was the 2016 season when they beat Notre Dame and they beat Carolina, and they finished seven and six. So I was off one year. Seventeen was the good year, nine and four. Okay, so I knew the 16 game. The 16 was. I realized that the Carolina game you're referencing was the same year. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. So, uh, so again, I mean, Doran, Doran's. Dorn can by the time his tenure ends, which you know, whenever it may be, again, he's still he's still relatively young, you know, when you compare him to yeah. most mm-hmm. college football coaches out there. So I mean, I, I think, you know, at the end of his tenure, if he can get a C a couple, you know, two AC championships in his belt, which I don't think is crazy to think about, then he can make an argument at the end of his tenure as being the greatest, you know, football coach since state's ever had. I mean, he could definitely make the case, but but yeah. again, we're still way early in his tenure, but it could definitely happen. So to your, uh we'll, to your point, we'll, Leighton, he's fifty. He's 50. That's crazy. 50 years old. That's crazy. So, I mean, he's easily got another 15, 20 years at least. So, um, all right. So, Will Pryor uh, did a quick trivia. Who of you saw David Thompson play <laughs> as a freshman? Okay, it's not trivia. Uh, showing my age, but I saw him play with force at Old Coliseum in Winston-Salem. I believe he put up for, over 40 and also got into scuffle with Wake Forest player. Yep. <laughs> nope. David Thompson's. There's no denying that. He's a great no, AC I, player. If he... If he, if he Go ahead. No, I was gonna say if he was a hockey player, hockey player, he would have called that the Gordy Gordy uh, Gordy Howe hat trick there. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Didn't he? Because I don't even want to dunk. Didn't he on his very last basket as a state fan, state player ever dunk the ball? That would be cool. I do it. I've heard that story that he was on his very last bucket, which I guess didn't count. He dunked the ball. Mm. Yeah, I know. Good back then him. you got you got a technical foul for doing that. So yeah, I can right, see that. I think you did. I think I, I think that's true. All right, so we're going to jump into our next uh, tweet here, which is uh, uh, from a David Hill joint saying, ACC is 28 and 65, so a 30% win percentage versus other Power 5 leagues since 2018, and 12 of those wins are by Clemson. So I mean that only 16 are from teams other than Clemson and ACC. rest of the league is an embarrassing 16 and 62. Five ACC teams are 0-4 blank versus other power five leagues including marquee brands such as miami fsu and virginia tech are all zero and six against other teams and the other power five leagues which is crazy to say yeah. at least and also too congratulations to kenzie for paying the power bill and we got some we got some light behind her Woo! No. <laughs> i got my cousin i was gonna get this dark in here so i got my cousin to come turn the light on for there me there you go oh you're the best that's awesome that's awesome but um, I am interested, though. I didn't. I wasn't able to do the research ahead of time. But I am interested where NC State stands with. I'm that. I'm doing it now. But, no, I'm not, 
not very good, but so no. okay, here we go real quick. In eighteen, we lost to Texas AM in the bowl game. So there's 0 and 1. Mm-hmm. Um sorry, I'm trying to scroll here. I mean, 2019, we're definitely we definitely lost didn't win. 2019 was yeah, we Virginia, lost to, we lost State. to West Virginia. Yeah. Mississippi State last year. Yeah, we lost to them then. We didn't have a bowl game that year. Liberty. We so beat that's not that's not power five. It's not power five. It's group we beat five. Vanderbilt. Oh, it's about since 2018. Excuse 2018. Me. Yeah. 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 So I think we're over. Oh yeah, wow. I think we are too. Yeah. Kentucky well. lost to Kentucky in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this year we have an opportunity against Texas Tech. Hey, uh, UConn. Growing. No, no, UConn. No, they're Big East. Eight. They're 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 the same conference as uh, as American. Correct. Yeah, ECU ECU. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Texas Tech is the only one. Texas yeah. Tech's the only one. And then right. a bowl a game. Potential bowl game. Yep. Yeah. All right. So so we got an opportunity this year. To, to, we had a chance last one. year, but Kenzie's favorite team, UCLA, didn't quite make the game. I won't talk about oh. it. <laughs> well, um, I, no, we, like I got in a debate with that with some Carolina family members yesterday, and it was just it didn't end well. So, <laughs> and that got into it today too on Twitter uh, uh, about you know ten wins. Did Denn State get ten wins last year? Like, yeah, no, uh, sorry for you, Kenz. We also had a uh, Mississippi State home game canceled because of COVID, That's and true. The West Virginia home the game West Virginia from a hurricane. The hurricane, so yeah, we yeah, lost we some opportunities to get wins there. And LSU punked out. Yeah. Yeah. And we totally would have beaten them. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. So, next uh, tweet of the week is do, from Todd Craig, McGee, you know, which. Sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, do you know what year we were, we, that LSU series was scheduled? Yeah. I can't, I think it was either 17 or 18 that was supposed okay. to happen. I was going to say, if it, it was, was 19 with Joe so we Burrow, playing, we would have gotten crushed. <laughs> we were playing LSU at home my senior year. And they were playing at LSU the year after that. So, so what year was your senior year? So 17, 16, 16, they were going to meet in Baton Rouge in 2017 and in Raleigh 2020. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. Okay. Two years ago. Cool. Okay. I mean, it been, well, 2020 would have been a good year to play them because they sucked. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The year after they lost everybody. That's true. Well, it would have gotten canceled anyways because of COVID. That deal was made in 2005. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you see that that BYU's off the table? Yes, I did. Yeah. Why is that? Someone backed out. Yeah, someone backed out. We don't know who. They did. I think they did in this case. No, they definitely did because they have to. LSU came to us. Because they're joining the conference, so they have to trim down all their non because right now oh, all their right conference there. is technically non-conference because they're independent, so they have that's to trim right. down their schedules. That comment right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so in game fourteen, Alpha commented saying, "Man, I have to go to San Diego Thursday, six plus hour flight, but Dad got his Holiday Bowl champs T-shirts that we will wear in <laughs> protest, quote unquote, if they get here in t- or or parentheses if they get here in time. We protested uh, at your hotel." So there, go right ahead. Yeah. There, yeah. there is definitely holiday bowl shirts on on eBay. I've seen them. So yes. and then and then Will Pryor commented saying David Thompson did dunk in the latter part of his last game. I was not there for that one, unfortunately. So, all right. So jumping into go. this tweet of the week. So uh, Tom McGee and I'm sorry it's small. It's kind of a long tweet. Uh, but uh, so he's he's his tweet started off by saying UNC versus NC State football since 2000. Overall win loss. We're, we are at 153 to 122. They're at 134 to 139. So they actually have had a losing record since 2000. Head-to-head wins, we have 13, they have nine. Seasons rated in the eight for, in the final AP poll, we have four, UNC has two. Top 25 recruiting classes, 
UNC has eight. NC State has two. And then NFL draft picks, UNC has 70. NC State has 62. And, and then he goes on saying, NC State, NC State, less talent equals more wins. UNC equals underachievers. So, uh, you I know. I, I th- yeah. <laughs> I really needed that screenshot last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, again, I think we have said for, for a long time that, you know, UNC pretty much almost every year has a, has great recruiting classes, and all, and there's always a group of UNC, NC State fans that are saying, "Oh my gosh, like what are we gonna do to compete against UNC? They're killing get on the recruit trail. What are we gonna do?" It's like, listen, they haven't done anything with recruits since Butch Davis, even even before that. Okay, like they've got they got the five stars guy, left and right. He's the only guy I honestly think they can point to right now. I mean that uh, that Azudu guy got drafted last year in the last draft, like a few months ago. It was an offensive lineman, but I think he was like third or fourth round, which is good. Yeah, it was um, third. Okay. But I really think Josh Downs is the closest thing. Yeah, there. I was going to say that. That's it. Josh Downs is probably, arguably, the best receiver in the ACC this year. I think it's, yeah. I think it's arguable. So, um, but beyond that, you're right. Who, what can they, they ruined Sam Halley. We belabored over that. They've, you know, they just had, they've had nothing. They've had nothing. Ty Chandler was a good transfer. That wasn't anything. Um, well, and really recently, what are you about? they got a five star cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Greg is still oh, upset about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what, but I mean, so I mean, probably, probably back in 2020 when well, they had Jameson Williams, star. Michael Carter, yeah. like that, uh, Deami Brown, that was probably their biggest yeah. kind of hang of the hats. But, but we've definitely, I feel like, have had more first round picks since then because we've had. Yeah. Three or four, just the last five years. So, yeah. those wins, you know, state has the percentage is not that much different. States is like right there, like 55, 56 win percentage is 2000, which is not very good. And but Carolina's yeah. is like 49 and yeah, you know, something. So, okay. But it's interesting well, that we have a winning record and they don't. So, I mean, well, you know, you're yeah. right. But I was going to point out this too in a, in, in a pro NC state way. State has more higher wins, but state has better wins, in my opinion. Like, if you think about it, when was the last time Carolina beat Clemson, Notre Dame, or anybody that was like a really good team? I can't. Yep. I genuinely, they lost Texas A&M in their bowl game. They didn't beat Pitt last year. Wake Forest? Wake Forest, maybe, is the closest thing. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's debatable how good really is Wake Forest. Um, I don't. I don't know of any really good teams they've beaten. I mean, they they lost to Virginia Tech early last year. A bad Virginia Tech team that got their coach fired. Right. Yeah. And they. I mean, a lot of those wins they've been playing since 2000 have been Duke. That's like a gimme win almost every year. Duke, Virginia um, Tech, Miami's have been great most of the time. Virginia. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the there's year. a couple because I mean they've had a couple good seasons like i think what was that 2015 they won 11 games or something well um, seven years ago they played app state oh wait they got blown out never mind like they they don't have really any good wins point to like big wins even with a and they have a, have a lower win percentage state has beaten notre dame once i mean they've beaten clemson Two or three times, probably more than that, maybe more than that since 2000. And then you've had good wins against ranked Carolina teams. You've had good wins against, I mean, I want to go compare to Wake Forest, but you get what I'm saying. Like, there's, but there's, better wins State, I'll, I'll do you one better, Macon. I'll do you one better. 
historically, since we've gone to two divisions, the Atlantic has been so much better than the coastal. So to say that state has done that in the, in the stronger Atlantic division, yeah. should yes. even vote even more. Correct. Mm-hmm. True. Well, the women's division aren't that great. When you consider the wins, right. there is even more of a weight towards NC state's you know, right. resume. Yeah. In, ter- in terms of like probably top five wins that we definitely have the edge for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, now, the one thing which I did want to bring up, which isn't kind of a tweet of the week, but because uh, it's not really, it's not a tweet of the week. It probably be an anti-tweet of the week. But there was uh, a a a college football, I think it was PFF College Sports, something like that, that put out, oh, you know, like the, start, yeah, the top yeah, ten yeah, quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. So so top ten quarterbacks, and Devin Leary was not one of them, but they had four AC quarterbacks that were on the list, including Sam Harmon, Tyler Van Dyke, the Pitt quarterback, Slovich, yeah. And, and and then some other guys. And, and then Brennan Armstrong. Brennan Armstrong. I will say this. I do think Devin Leary is a I don't want to say the word polarizing player this year, but it really is like you either love him or hate him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. He, like he's just a he's I've heard he's yeah. the guy or he's like a stud. He's the best I, guy. I wouldn't even say that. He's either on your radar he or he's not. It's not even a love hate per se. Like either either you're all in or you've never heard of him. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, again, I, but again, it's, we won't even get into it. Yeah. I mean, that, that literally, literally it's, in the top 10, a, there was, there was four ACC quarterbacks, but not Devin Leary. So there's no way you can tell me he's the fourth best, the fifth best quarterback in this league. No, no. And no and that list had CJ Stroud as the fourth best quarterback behind Caleb yeah. Williams and Spencer Rattler. Yeah. So yeah, Spencer That's Rattler, the, he's done yeah, nothing yeah. yet. <laughs> like, I'm going to corrected. I'm going to stand myself corrected. Carolina in 2020 had a few nice wins. Uh, they had, a, a win against number nine Miami. I forgot Miami was number nine at one point that year. Yeah, um, they early, right? They yeah. lost that was the game before they lost next day. So they beat Miami. They beat uh, us, but they were ranked higher than us. We were ranked twenty third, and they beat Virginia Tech. They were Carolina's ranked eighth. Virginia Tech was ranked nineteenth. So that was was that the year they went to the ACC championship, Megan? Uh, I don't see that. No, I don't, no, twenty was Notre Dame and Clemson, right? Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty. They, they went. They played Texas A&M and lost in the bowl game. Yeah, but mm-hmm. we did too. So yeah, they lucked into that. They finished right. in the ACC and went to the Orange Bowl. Correct, but yeah. but that was playing against those. Those are, those are some nice wins there. And then I'm trying. I'll, I'll keep looking, but I that was the one year I'm seeing. I don't see any. But the one, but the one that I was specifically talking about was where they had a map of the United States and they had the best uh, college football stadium in each state. And it had App State yeah. as the top one in in North Carolina, and I think pretty much everybody's has exploded because again, it, it's only because they have mountains around yeah, them. Okay, the that's the only reason. But we have thirty thousand more seats than they do, and obviously, much better crowd, much better. I mean, just you know, with the I mean, the entrance itself. I, I think honestly, our entrance is pretty underrated. I actually really love our entrance. With I mean, the fireworks is awesome, yeah. man. Like I love it. I think it's really, really sweet. Uh, the only thing which I would like is that the music be a little bit louder on the entrance. But you know, that that's a one little slight request. But uh, but still, I mean, to even say the upstate's in the same ballpark as Carter Finley, it's that's going to be even better with the lights this year too. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, just just yeah, no, just let's let's cut it there. <laughs> Greg, what what are your thoughts on it? No, I was just going to say, uh, speaking of the intro, someone had posted yesterday on Twitter. I don't know if anyone's familiar with the song Wolves by, uh, I know Post Malone is in it. Big Sean. 
Big, Big Sean. Sean. Man, that yeah. like the first 20 seconds of that song, I could get I could definitely get behind that for an intro. Yeah. Um yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm sure but, that's but we need I, some- I have a song that I here's my song. It's not Wolves. And I got I don't know that song yet. I gotta go listen to it. Could be a great song. My other uh, suggestion, and it's just a song you probably there's a band called Kasabian. That's a song called Clubfoot. That's really freaking awesome. It's kind of got right. this. It's got this uh, ACDC vibe to it. All right, post it in our post it in our chat later tonight, yeah. and then I'll go give it a look. So, but anyway, though, so uh, so jumping into our last tweet of the week, got to give a shout out here to Coach D. Oh, uh, yeah. Eric McLean yeah. uh, tweeted out uh, a, a picture of saying one of the greatest interactions on the ACC Network. My man, Coach D delivering gifts today and it's a picture of a signed red solo cup by coach Doran saying go pack uh dave Doran." and I mean, i'm saying right now if he really did sign autographs did. red solo cups no i'm saying he if did. he were to do that like oh i see i see i see what you mean signed or cigars signed by him like that would be put me in for two yeah right. it'd be pretty sweet it'd be like a collector's thing just put it there and, and then cool and then, if, I mean, I mean, think about this, okay? He sold them for fifty bucks, right? And then the money goes to charity. Yeah, I think that like Jimmy V, really yeah. cool collector's thing. Like, like I know Packer and Durham just got off, but that'd be a cool thing that they could put like on the shelf in the back of their show, and they had yeah. it on yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I, I would, I would totally buy one of those. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. So with that being said, we will jump into our Tuffy's mailbag. Here we go. All right. So yes, no, that is not mailbag. I, I had to switch it over here. Um, all right. So first question, which we want to go ahead and jump to, and again, this will probably go a little bit over, but that's okay. We're having fun here. Uh, so actually, it's from Wolfpack Stats. I actually asked him uh, or her again. I don't even know. I even I even literally asked them if I could know what their name is, and they said no. So no, so they no. the incognito. So you know, use your proper you pronouns. Know. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anonymous. Oh my god, anonymous. they like staying anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> um, so Wolfpack Stats tweet out saying, Speaking of bad non conference schedules, if state has the same year that Wake had last year, going 25 and 10 overall, 13 and 7 ACC, but missed the NCAA tournament, is that enough to save Keith's job? And the interesting thing, which I- I'll go ahead and point out for those who are listening here. Uh, is that it actually ended in a tie, 50-50. There was 84 votes, and it ended 50-50, 42 saying yes, 42 no. So I think that's uh, fascinating. So I really I actually tweeted at, at them, and I was like, can I, Can we talk about this? Because that is actually really fascinating, and it's actually a really good question, because uh, there's a lot to divulge there. Obviously, a great records, but missing an NCAA tournament for another well, year. I mean, could Keats really do that? Well, if we go twenty-five and ten and thirteen and seven, we're we're not missing the NCAA. So our, our... yes, we are. <laughs> with, with, with that, and I, I don't mean to be, no, that, be rude. That non-conference is just as brutal as Wake Forest's was last year. Right. It's well, it's really. Yeah. I don't think it is because you think how well those teams do. Right. I mean, like it. Like if like those those smaller schools could win their their lower conferences, and I'm not saying they're going to. I don't know their preseason rank is. But it's not impressive, I will at least say that. So it's not like, oh wow. I mean, like, I I think it's debatable. I think it, at that that record of twenty five and whatever the number was, and 10, totally twenty five and ten. On, twenty five and ten would totally depend yeah. on how well I guess, other schools perform. 
And and it probably yeah. also depends on what our non-conference wins are. Because, I mean, in the Atlantis, we have potential to play Kansas and Tennessee, who are Kansas is defending national champions. If we win that, if we somehow beat them, that'd be a great and by boost, the way, a great win to have. Does your company day. drug test? My company, yeah. Does it drug test? Because we are not beating Kansas. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, I the, the opportunities there. It's like, no, you're right. I yeah, know. I mean, we hung yeah. with Purdue last year, so anything's possible. It, it, we have at least three games in the Atlantis tournament, so like. We there's Wisconsin, Kansas, Tennessee, BYU, USC, and Dayton, and Butler. Like if any of those three teams were on our schedule normally, that I don't be a good good non conference. Just because they're in the tournament, it doesn't look as good. Yeah, I hear you. But again, it's just it's yeah. I mean, it, it Wake's non conference was brutal last year. <laughs> It well, was, and I, if you really, yeah, they had like it was the worst, four or five teams, three hundred plus. I think the ranking for their strength of schedule non-conference was like whatever. Like how many teams are there? Three hundred some teams. Three, in I think it was three fifty. Yes. I think it was three fifty. Yeah, yeah. Out of like literally like lowest. So yeah, it yeah. was bad. Ours, to your I point, mean, I'm not saying I'll, I'll, we have a hard schedule. It just won't be. It won't be that bad. So I will give you this point, Michael, and this is the only thing I'll say with if we somehow get, say, Butler, Tennessee, and Kansas, that is 50 times full better than what Wake Forest's out of conference yeah. schedule is. So you can throw in the other cream puffs plus those three, and you're right. If we go one and two or two and one somehow, I think with that record, you make the tournament. What happens yeah. if the thing is what happens if you don't win those games? What happens if you just beat Campbell, Elon, and whoever the other yeah, school is? Yeah, just, yeah. Or you go five hundred. You go five hundred non-conference. Let's say you go even six. We go five hundred in non-conference. Let's say you go sixty-five percent, seventy percent in non-conference, but you don't get those big wins. Do you going to get in at twenty-five and ten? No. Who knows? Well, I, yeah. but it also depends on how the rest of the country does too, right? I think I mean, you'd be a bubble team. I think you'd be a bubble team. You yeah. can't predict. Well, so, you can't predict the the rest of the country too. Twenty five wins would imply you've beaten some really good teams in the ACC too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. theoretically, yeah. Now, and again, I'm, it's just to me, I feel like that the bar has to be this year for it. Keats and NCAA tournament. Period. Yeah. We need to get back there. He hasn't been back there since his first year here. That's um, why you're seeing him bring in those guys. He's bringing in, in my opinion. I think he's yeah. trying yeah. to. Um, but yeah. Well. And again, because he's he's you know, and we were kind of saying that. I mean, he's done what he needed to this offseason. He's brought in great pieces. He brought Big T back. He brought in great coaches. You know, a great recruiter who used to coach at Kentucky. Uh, you know, so I mean, he did all things right in the offseason. So to me, really, this is an NCAA tournament roster. So now he just needs to make it happen. You know, get back there. Get get into the middle of the ACC. That's all. That's yeah. I think that for me is where we need to be. We need to be in the middle of the ACC. We need to be competitive. And we need to be in the NCAA tournament. We need to be back there. There's no reason we shouldn't be back there with this team. With Big T, the number one overall sophomore in college basketball, we should be in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and hopefully, too, if Jarkel Joyner and, and Big T, uh, you know, can, can gel, it's going to be a good and, combo. Yeah. Whew, yeah. That'll be good. I'm, so, uh, all right. So now, next one is from in game 14 Alpha. And as you can see, it's not just one question. It's multiple, so but you know we'll, we'll kind of dive into them. Um, but uh, so first question he asks is why is Clemson still a three seed prediction for the college football playoff? I can answer and that. Clemson, they're they're Clemson, because they're yeah. Clemson. Yes, no, because their bad Clemson. year was ten wins. So 
Now, the one thing which I did find was interesting was I think it was David Thompson. He put out an article talking about the most overvalued and undervalued players that the players at AC Media Day or AC Kickoff uh, said were overvalued, undervalued. And actually, the the player that uh, the that was the most mentioned when it came to over overvalued for quarterbacks was actually DJ Uyungle. And uh, you have a shocker button. So, yeah, shocker. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> no, I took that I down know, just so we get to twenty four. Like, but I feel like going into the season, he's not really overrated. Though. Like obviously, last season he was because he had those two yeah. good games in twenty twenty when he came in for Trevor Lawrence. So going into that season, he was. But now, now everybody's like, he needs to figure it out. I yeah. I think we're. I think he's going to be decent, but you don't hear a lot. I don't hear a lot of hype coming out of Clemson. Yeah, about how. DJ has made such amazing strides. Right. Yeah. I yeah. Hearing even a little bit of talk of that, well, hey, maybe Cape Clubnake might be yeah, the guy. freshman. I think that's telling. But um yeah. Clemson, I know they have guys. They have really good they have a really good team, but their strength this year will be their defense. It's going to go as far as the offense will take them. And I mean, here's what I'm saying. They just got they don't they just lost Justin Ross. Who are their real weapons this year? Is it that Ngata in NGATA is one guy's last name who was a receiver last year? Obviously, Will Shipley, he'll be the main option there. But I don't, they don't have, I just, my point is they don't have the weapons they used to no. have. No. And, well, because again, the guy that they, that was a really touted wide receiver that they brought in, uh, you know, huge, you know, uh, you know, true fresh wide receiver they had. Towards ACL during the offseason, so he's out for out for the season. Sure. So I mean, I'm not saying. And, and granted, yeah. do I think um, like state receivers are like just so much better and different than Clemson's? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just thinking. I'm just saying. Does is Clemson I, I, the same Clemson they were three years ago? No, and I. Meet- for me, NC State and the wide receivers, you mentioned it. I think for me, it's just continuity, right? You, you've got continuity at the quarterback. You've got continuity at the wide receiver. Yeah. You've got, you know, experience. Um, I, I do know that they were talking with DJ at the ACC Media Days, ACC Media Days, and he's lost like 25 or 30 pounds. So apparently he's a little quicker and faster so he can make, you know, better mobility decisions. But – I, they don't scare me offensively, other than, oh, other no, than Will no. Shipley. I mean, oh, no. they're really they're really hoping that DJ is a little bit more than a game manager. You know, gets the occasional you know critical third down, doesn't turn over the ball, makes good decisions, and if it doesn't work, you punt, you pen them deep, and let your defense get after it. And that's yeah. how they're going to win their yeah. games. Yeah. I, think. I think I think uh, the Clemson NC State game should just be the first team to ten wins, and <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it. Like I, I thought. That's really how it's going to be. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, if you think about it, too, that's basically how the game went last year. Right? Yeah. We right. had two overtimes, and they scored two touchdowns in each of those overtimes. But minus that, it was a 14, 14 game. So, well, and and the end of the first half was seven to seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so, so, yep. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, jumping into the next one. So, why does ECU predict we won't score more than fourteen? I don't know where that's coming from. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, and of course, in the first quarter. Because, well, I'll tell you why. And it's the same reason that everybody, the UNC fans, say the same thing. Because we lost our left tackle, our top wide receiver, and our top two running backs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I guarantee, I guarantee, I mark my words, we get a touchdown from the defense in that game. Ooh. I like okay. it. Yeah. I like that, Greg. That'd be huge. 
because I remember last year we went to the South Carolina ECU game, and honestly, the the game changer was when South Carolina got their uh, pick six. That was really the game changer for them, and what basically brought South Carolina to win that game. But I honestly think if they didn't do that, they probably wouldn't have won that game. So, making we can ask them. Interested, I will say this: I'm gonna be very interested to see for the ECU game, Holton Aylers, if he can step up and how. I think it's gonna be a very fun QB battle in that game. I really do yeah. think it's going to be a very fun one to watch. I'm not saying Holton Aylers is the greatest quarterback East ever had or anything like that, but, I mean, he he didn't put up no bad stats last season. He had some really good numbers. so He can make some plays, yeah. I'm not saying he's Devin Leary either, but, I mean, I mean, it ain't nothing to bat your eye at necessarily. It's He was a good quarterback. But the, but the the one thing which I'll say is that predominantly ECU does not throw the ball deep. They do not – do many shot plays and because i remember in the south carolina ecu game the only pass that was for more than 15 yards in that game was by a wide receiver and it was the first play of the game on a on a wide receiver throw for a touchdown <laughs> but, but i mean because like even looking back at ecu versus nc state in 2019 like they didn't there wasn't really many shot plays and, and so i think that it comes down team, to though. it that it was yeah. it was but I, i'm saying like i'm just talking about holton aylers predominantly from what i've seen is that just he doesn't have the accuracy on the deep ball, maybe. But again, that's that's something that could definitely change this offseason. That's something they could focus on. Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying the whole name is not going to be good. He is good, but just he's more of an athlete, in my opinion, than a thrower. So they did they yeah. did run the ball slightly more than they threw the ball late. I'm looking here at the stats real quick at ECU. ECU last season ran the ball uh, 52.75% of the time and – through the ball, you know, 47.25. So they ranked around the mid-60s uh, for both uh, in the country for their ability to pass. So I thought with uh, Mike Houston, I remember seeing them play him coach and play a game at James Madison. Uh, I thought he threw the ball a lot that game. But maybe here at ECU, he just isn't – that's not his philosophy. They here. Love- he, he had a good quarterback at JMU too, remember. So, like – Mm-hmm. Like he, he, he well, the- I'm getting that he's a good quarterback. Yeah, but but what well, Narduzzi? Not Narduzzi. What well, uh, what was that kid's name? It's not Narduzzi, but it sounded like it. He ended up playing for the Cowboys for a minute. I don't remember. That was what? Oh, yeah. It was what from was Pitt. He was the Pitt transfer. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, yeah. Narduzzi. Yeah. No. What is that guy's name? Right. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ben Ben Nar- Narducci, Narducci, right? Ben Narducci. 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 Ben Narducci. Something like that. Yeah. Because it sounded like the pit coach. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, and 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 because my point too, really, with uh with holding ECU for the most part is that if you're gonna beat our defense this year, because our defense run defense wise was stout last year, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be as stout, if not more stout here. So because with ECU, one of the biggest things I know is that obviously Hold Nailers runs the ball a lot, he runs it well, and then the one of the pretty much the other big piece that they have offense wise is they have these two running backs that they are very excited about. Well, again, I mean, you're not going to run on us this year. You're going to have to throw on us. And I would, and I wouldn't even throw on us this Our year. Secondary is good, so. man. How would, yeah. how would you attack State's defense? Because here's how I would do it. I'm going to say mine. I would. I don't think there's a clear spot except edge, potentially defensive end, that State's got to maybe identify something defensively. Um, what I think I would do is I would try to make State play 
when they're being over aggressive. Like when Tanner Engle wants to come right. and blitz the crap out of you, make him pay. That receiver pay is playing over the top like that where he was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I would do. We're another being to make them pay for it. Another thing that we we tend to do is we like to play a lot of off coverage, and so you hit those bubble screens, and then if you make yep. one tackler miss, it's bad. Yep. It's bad. Yeah, so true. About to say the same thing. I mean, we don't have, you know, that dominant pass rusher. You know, the screen on the edge. So screens, maybe a running back screen out of the backfield. I think you know, you'll see a lot like of throws. Saying when we're over aggressive, that ten to twenty yard range. I think you'll see a lot of throws right there. Yeah, but see, because here's my thing, and I think you say I can say this about the because weaknesses wise. If you're talking about weakness on the defense, it would be defensive line. If you're talking weakness on the offensive side, you're talking running back. But I think that there's guys in those positions, such as, uh, you know, Josh Harris. I think he has a potential yeah. of really breaking out this year. Uh, uh, Savion. Savion Jackson, that guy needs a breakout. And then on the running back side, if Jordan Houston, if, if those guys can be what we expect them to be, it's not like it's not like we're saying that they have to like just absolutely just like throw off all these shells and become a new me. Just do what Keep we them expect honest. them to do. Then, man, I mean, uh, watch yep. out. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Watch out. So, <laughs> but for me, honestly, I think that honestly, ECU's only break is going to be knock on wood if either Peyton or Drake Thomas get injured. Which again, knock on wood. Shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. I know. I'm knocking on wood. I'm knocking on wood. I promise you. I'm knocking on wood like crazy over here. But other than that, because like you're saying, the edge. Peyton Wilson and Drake Thomas on either side. You won't. You won't. You don't want yeah. to go to either of their edges. You don't want to go to their edges. Mm-mm. So, uh, all right. So finishing it up here, uh, we'll kind of pick. Uh, so, <laughs> so where have the UNC Blabbermouths gone this off season? Not complaining though. Oh no, they're still there. Don't worry. Don't they're worry. Dig they're deep. They're, they're, they're dig they're, deep. You can find. They're them. still there. Don't you worry. They're still talking all that. You know, Jack, and that's okay. It is what it is. Um, but how many ECU fans versus NC State NC State fans will attend? Uh, ECU NC State game. So, kind of, what percentage guess would you guys say? I would say about twenty percent. Yeah, somewhere on there. Mm-hmm. Quarter of the hold- red. A quarter of the statement is red. Mixed throughout, maybe a fifth somewhere in there. Yeah, I agree. What do they hold? About fifty. It's close. Is it? Is it as big as Carter Friendly? Or it's very close. No, well, it doesn't sell out. Uh, no, pretty much ever. No. But no, I, I uh, was gonna say like 60-40, but maybe that's too optimistic. Capacity for Dottie Pickland is 51. 51. 51. I knew it was low 50s. So 51, I say say 17 to 21,000, somewhere around there. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm thinking that honestly the only way that – because the the problem is that yes, it's going to be a very hot game. So it's gonna it's gonna be a game where NC State fans say, "Listen, you know, I don't care how much I'm gonna sweat. I don't care if I become black, you know, and have to put aloe on me for pretty much three weeks in a row. Like, you know, I'm gonna be there and support the pack no matter what. Um, and because I mean, you know, now the one thing which is good is that since it's a noon game, the ECU students, you know, won't be too too drunk by then. Hopefully, so uh, <laughs> don't put it past so. them. Yeah, don't put it past them. You can't get up at 5 a.m. Challenge accepted. Leighton has had some horrible takes in the last two minutes. Like, come on. You know, they're going to be, they're going to be fired up. Yeah, no, they're going to be, well, they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be fired up. No doubt. They're going to be hydrated just the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten up at 5 a.m. before. Yeah, Yeah. 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 exactly. Like, it'll be a hot game. 
uh, yeah. most likely. I know my brother Amos is going to be there, um, and I got some cousins will be there. So there'll be some state fans who are there. That oh, they'll, they'll be a good amount. It's the first game of the season, too. Remember that. Yeah. So with, yeah. with high expectations. I don't care how it is, people who want to be there because it's the first game of the season. Normally yeah. for me, my usual thing is I usually get mini packs. Uh, to this year, I got season tickets. But when it's mini packs, I'm like, okay, I'm 100% going to the first game, and then I'll go to like the big game here and there. So it'll be full. It'll be yeah. a really good atmosphere. Oh, yeah. um, just got to pulverize them, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I mean, just got punch in the mouth early uh, again. Like, and cause that's one of the things which I was kind of impressed about with South Carolina was that ECU first play of the game again, did a trick play and threw a 75 yard pass for a touchdown, but yet South Carolina came back and ended up winning that game, which again, I mean, cause that was a huge punch in the mouth South Carolina early. Uh, so again, we just got to hey, do that to them. So I believe, of- isn't, isn't their running back really good this year? I think well, making- again, that's, well, that's what I was saying. Is that they have they have a guy that actually is replacing the guy that started last year, um, and so they have two running backs that they're excited about. But again, we have probably going to be one of the top two or three running run defenses in the country this year. So, yeah. Here's the thing I'll say: if you want to compare apples to oranges with South Carolina and ECU last year, if something like that were to happen to State, I would say I wouldn't worry about it. We're a very veteran team. You know, yes. we, you know, we, we kept our composure, you know, we came back from deficits last year. So I just don't want the sky is falling fans, but you know, if we get down early, um, yeah, it's a four quarter game for a reason. So, yeah, mm-hmm. but gosh forbid, if any NC state defense or defense coach are listening out there, protect the top, no D passes, first play nine, yeah. zero. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking here. It's Keaton Mitchell. That guy, um, Mitchell, he's, yeah. he's small, but he's very fast. Um, and he, uh, yes. It's on Doak Walker watch list. All yeah, right. but yeah, I'm not worried. I, 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 I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, that no. I'm about like the defensive end factor may come into play yeah. game one. You just got to. Well, well, and that's that's a good point making. We got to be gap discipline on that, right? So, like, you know, yeah. don't don't let people get outside of you. You know, don't don't take yourself out of the play type thing. So. Yeah, well, because we're not even talking about too that CJ Clark. I mean, we're going to get him back, and yeah. so I mean that's another big piece too. But also too, one thing that honestly nobody's even—I don't even think we've even mentioned it—but this is going to be Ruffin McNeil's return to EC yeah. for the first time since he was let go. So true. I think I think honestly that a lot of state fans are going to play full rough because I mean the last thing that we want to do is is to bring rough to to Dally Ficklin again and and to lose to. TCU, like you know, no, we we want to give him that satisfaction of a win, you know. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's if, just like, go ahead. I was just say, if there's a way we can make a coach an honorary captain, let's do it. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. right oh, that'd be so bad. <laughs> that'd be so bad. I love it though. I'd be okay. Yeah. I'd be okay. Yep. All right. So with that being said, we really do appreciate you all tuning in with us again. This is a lot of fun, and make sure again every single Monday, eight p.m. So it is. Just chance to put it on your calendar. Put it repeating. Tune in with us every single time. As again, we'll do NC State trivia. We'll do Tuffy's mailbag, liquid rewind, tweets of the week, whatever it may be. Answering your questions, thoughts uh, during the show as well. So, uh, but again, really do appreciate. It. Again, also too, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Again, it's free to do, and also too, really help support us in the channel. And make sure also too to hit that notification bell so that you're notified on all your devices when we go li- when we go live and release new episodes. And actually, because to this week. We're going to be uh, starting tomorrow. We're actually uh, starting our interview 
with Jack Chambers, actually the Georgia Southern transfer. So, pam pam pam. Yeah, <laughs> I took it down. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, so make sure to uh, tune in for those, and also to make sure to tune in as well. August first, August first, ladies and gentlemen. Big big news from the Tuffy Talk side. So make sure to not miss out August first. So tune in as well. Again, also give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter or Instagram, and we will see you all there. And uh. Man, I need, I don't got nothing. Everything's really far from me. So with that being said, though, go back, y'all. We'll see y'all soon.